Hello and good morning. It is a very tight morning this morning. So I'm going to start to talk about something that uh, yesterday was very interesting for me. It was uh, talking about what kind of a leader are you? And somebody posted something very interesting. Yes, Mike, even Doug is in a way. Uh, talking about leadership. Um, it's not only leadership and a lot of, lot of work. But it's also leadership in our own lives because to be a good leader is to be able to harness our own self and focus on what we need to do in our own life. Being a leader at work is very interesting and powerful, but it also um, might not for some of us who has not been trained as well into the leadership position being able to fully embrace that. But I wrote something, and that was my first blog, and I'm going to have to write uh, to read it because this one was an interesting one, and it was the first one ever. When I started to do my blogs, um, created my company, and I said, okay, I need to, to write something. And I had no idea. When you sit down in front of your computer, and it's like you have a white page, and you're like, well, what subject am I going to be talking about? The universe. And to me... What kind of leader are, uh, are you is based on experience that I had uh, gone through for the past 20 plus years. But I need to uh, um, read this one because this one is still relevant in my book, especially when you're looking at leadership. But leadership comes, and I will talk about both of them. It comes to the business side of it and to the personal side of it because transformation comes along when you do the mentoring and the coaching it transforms you first. It's not about your style of leading. It's about who you are. At the end of the day, you will be transformed. Or some will refuse, but most people will be transformed one way or the other. And realizing sometimes that maybe the leadership position I'm looking at or I'm in is not for me, or maybe it is for me and I'm just enjoying it and I can modify it and really empower people in my life. And you can do that for your personal life. So I'm going to read what I uh, wrote. And it was in 2017 when I did it, when I wrote this one. And it was based on ending um, a job where I was in and really stepping into um, to my own business and really reflecting on what I have experienced for over 20 years of working here and just seeing the different type of uh, leadership I came across as well because I think it's essential when people want to be in a leadership position is really understanding who we truly are. There is no secret sauce unless you know who you truly are. So I'm going to read this. In today's market, you can look at companies that are thriving years after years based on the symbiosis their leadership has. Everyone is focused on how to move the company to the next level. The visionaries of the companies are looking at the bigger pictures. They are inspired on how to reach out to extend what they are doing by truly innovating. You can look at some uh, company like Apple, Amazon, even Medtronic. Those are only a few examples. If you listen to what Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos' visions are, you can see today how the company are performing. In the case of Apple, Steve Jobs' legacy will continue because he set his own course based on what vision he had. 
they are innovators, true visionaries. And again, they also have people around them that help them to achieve their goals, bold enough to go where no one has been. Those companies are thriving because they believe in what they're doing. They, are, they have put their personal interest after the company. Some of these companies have great coaches and advisors surrounding them. They are going to continue to succeed because of that fact. On the opposite side of the spectrum, you have the companies that continue to struggle internally to stay on track. The only thing that keeps them afloat are their sales. Their lack of performance is not due to the company product, but rather who is in a driver's seat. Many companies like to use in their core value the word innovation, cutting edge, and so on. If you scratch the surface of those companies, you quickly realize it is not the case. By looking closely at their leadership, you can see the dysfunction based on personal agendas that unfortunately supersede the company goals and mission. You can see a decline in organization structures. One of the most important factors is the communication breakdown that cripples everyone in a company to perform well. One of the side effects is the work environment. Coming each day to a place that doesn't allow you to excel at your job is not ideally a good place to work. The negativity of the work environment is palpable. It is extremely abrasive for your soul as well as the soul of the other's employees. You are trapped. As much as you try to get out, you feel like you are in a quicksand sinking slowly. Some of those companies try to hire coaches and advisors to help them. In some cases, they have chosen the right coach advisor and the company has moved out of that phase and become productive. On the other hand, when you choose the wrong coach or advisor, you can expect to move from quicksand to a black hole. Let's break this down further. Let's say it's not necessary to hire a key person for your organization. Your coach advisor introduces you to the potential candidate. You have this individual going through the hiring process. Instead of considering the feedback from your employees, you are only listening to the coach slash advisor. Well, if you're lucky and this is the right person, good. But if not, then you hire one more person that will not help your company. But another employee with a personal agenda. Let's put this into perspective. Your company is a nice fluffy chocolate cake. You want to make it. If you let it rise with the right ingredient, it will become a voluptuous cake. If you currently have a bad ingredient in a batter and add one more, the cake is going to be a beautiful cake that should be, it's going to turn to be a disaster. Now, let's have, uh, let's, what, 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 let's say you have been working with this coach or advisor for a few years and nothing has changed. Your company is still in a state of flux or chaos. It may be time for you to part company with the coach or advisor. As a coach and an advisor, I provide unbiased feedback to ensure company will become successful. One of the factors it look at is visionary. Is he or she open to hear what I have to say? He or she open to integrate some changes to their behavior? He or she willing to shift people in their leadership to get the company back on track if necessary? If he or she says yes to these changes, 
are going to trickle down in the organization. The impact will be a boost to your organization. Employee will be more engaged or, and sales will continue to grow. The office atmosphere will become positive. But if the visionary is not willing to make any changes, then the company that is supposed to grow and succeed will stall and close their doors. Running a company is not an easy task. If you are in a state of chaos, but you are passionate about what you're doing, you want to continue to grow at this point. You are not going to be able to do so. Something must change. It always comes down from you first. You are the one who set the tone in your company. Behavior will only change if you are the first one to implement it at your level. You lead by example. As a leader, you need to be able, even if it's not easy, to hear feedback. Turning a quarterly meeting into a dog and pony trick show to try to rally your employee will not work. We are one happy family theme will fail miserably and employees are not going to buy it. It must be genuine. I have witnessed these type of meetings. It had it was a great experience for me to be sitting at the far end of the room, listening to what others had to say. Nothing I ever heard was positive, and the look on most faces was one of indifference, and when will this end? Give a lot of thoughts for the questions. What kind of company are you? What kind of visionary are you? And do you really thrive on innovation? Do you have the right leaderships running you? Those are to me, um, because yesterday I come across some of the uh, chat and I did uh, intervene on one of them because I was about leadership. And in my book, leadership is something that we all have inside of us. Yes, some are what you call it born natural leaders, meaning it is coming to them organically. And some are more struggling because of their personality, because of the fear, their ego. Uh, you know, when people are wanting to be a leader uh, for whatever reason in for companies, um, some are motivated to help a company and really feel they can do a good thing. Or some is just because they want the title and they want to feel because based on their ego, superior to others. And when they get into those leadership positions, the problem we encounter with that is that they are starting to turn paranoid because they are worried somebody is going to take their job. So they are leading this like it's a, it's a jail. It's like you're, you're the warden and everybody else says you have to, you know, it's a dictatorship. It's not a leadership at this point. When people have insecurity, this is what happened to, I'm sorry, if I'm making some noise or weird noises because one of my dogs decided to go and sit next to me and she decided to, okay, if mama is on the microphone, so am I going to be too? And I want to be next to mama. Are you finding your spot, young lady? No, not yet. Okay. So if you're looking at leadership, you have to looking at, have you been uh, trained to do that as well? Because on so most cases, some companies do not. They just, you know, promote people and that's it. Because the person do a good job or selling themselves very well to move up into the company. But the coaching and the mentoring should be happening to help them to transition from a position where they were to a leadership position. Again, natural born leaders, great, but others need a little bit more help. That's why you get coach. That's why you get mentors. There's people who help you 
to to ease you into that position, to open yourself up and help you to transform yourself. Because when you're facing a coach, regardless if it's for a personal matter or for a company, transformation will come along the way and you will be transformed. It's not something that uh, will not be happening. It's something that will be happening when you are starting to go through the process of understanding how to lead, how to communicate. When you have visionaries, and I use a lot about um, Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos because the way they're leading is not I'm micromanaging it. I have a vision and I'm going to surround myself with people who can help me. I'm going to trigger the changes. I'm going to open up themselves. I'm going to break people open for them to go beyond their limits or what they assume is their limits because we all have bias limits. Oh, I can only do this in my, in my job. I can only be an executive assistant. I can only be an analyst where you can do so much more. But when you get the people to inspire you, to help you to break free, then this is where innovation start to come. This is where you're starting to empower yourself to expand your skill set. I talked about going into the unknown, setting up your intention. And when you go into the unknown, go and reach your goal. This is where you open yourself up. The unknown is there to help you to grow. It is the same thing in leadership. You go with the flow. When you are faced with situation at work that maybe a project that you had and the idea was good and the company wants to go and sell that product. And as you're going through it, this is between the waterfall and the agile style. I like the agile style because the agile style gave you the possibility to modify things along the way. The, uh, the waterfall is telling you you're going to go that road. You're going to take this exist, this turn, do this, do that. It's basically everything controlled step by step. The problem we are in such um, uh, society and right now with the energy moving and changing, everything moves and changes very quickly. So the waterfall could be nice, but it's not as useful than if you're doing the agile style. The agile style, we are going to, you know, uh, cut everything into small chunk and we're going to do those milestones. And as we are doing the milestone, we're giving ourselves the possibility to adjust because things will never work the way it looks like it. Somehow you're going to head a curb and you're going to have to modify the path to get where you need to be for a product, for your personal life, for anything. We can use what I'm talking about for everything, personal, professional, anything. But you need to be flexible. Flexibility in leadership helps a lot. And I was talking with a friend of mine. His name is Ross Swan, and he's one of the greatest coaches that I know who's uh, based in uh, Singapore. And his thoughts is, and I, I agree with him, in a leadership position, you are the service of your team. Now, meaning the service, meaning you're going to help them. You go, they go back and ask them, what can I do to help you to get your job done, to succeed in that project? What support do you need? When you open the door to do this, then that's where people are more inclined to want to to succeed, to say, okay, if you need this, then I'm going to communicate with you. I'm going to give you an idea and we're going to figure it out. It's opening the floor to the innovation, to be able to communicate. The waterfall is not as much communicative because generally you have to argue the point with management when things doesn't go right or when it doesn't go wrong, then they go and, you know, 
you you have to justify the why it doesn't work and you have to figure it out how it works. But in the agile world is helping communicating within uh, peers and other groups. It's being able to sit down around the table and say, okay, we got a problem here. We cannot complete this. And everybody can talk about it to try to find a solution. This is what innovation is all about. Leadership should be able to open the flow of communication. When I started in, uh, in corporate many, many years ago, like over two decades ago, I realized very quickly after five minutes sitting there, I'm looking at everybody, I'm like, wow, there is a lack of communication. And throughout the years, it's been the same theme over and over, communication. Nobody talks. Or I'm afraid to tell that something is not working, so I'm going to hide until it implodes in my face. Because if I'm talking and I'm saying that it's not working, then, oh, my God, what is going to happen with leadership? Leadership is not going to be happy. Because you had you promise you delivered something, but you're struggling, you need more help, but you're afraid to ask, and you're not moving forward at the pace you're supposed to be moving forward. And a lot of people do that all of the time. Looking at a title, I always say the title doesn't make the person at all. It doesn't. You could have a title of a CEO and you could be the worst of the worst. You could be a manager and you could be the best of the best. It doesn't define who you are. Your style of delivering is what matters. I always said the cancers start at the top. If you have poor leadership, then what guess, you know, guess what happened? It's going to trickle down to the, to everybody and it can ruin a company. I have worked for a company, the visionary, uh, the president of the company actually didn't want to hear women talking. That was the old style, which is fine. And I very quickly realized that when I was talking to him, he was ignoring me. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I'm, I was, uh, reporting to the VP of development, like, boom, that's fine. I'm going to utilize the VP of development to get all of my ideas through. And I did. And every idea he came up to him is like, oh, it's a genius idea. I was laughing. I didn't took it personally because I realized he wasn't willing to open himself to the new way. He was more what we call the old fashioned way, which was fine by me. I'm like, it's your company. So at the end of the day, when I came into that company, it's because he was yearning to expand that. The product were fantastic. When I walk in and I'm like, okay, you've been in business for 20 years and you're making only 8 million. I'm looking at it. I said, no, that company should be at $50 million. What is wrong with that? I said, okay, I'm going to go in because they need help. And I quickly realized that even as small as he was, he was just running not right. And the people in a leadership shouldn't have not been there, but they all wanted a piece of the cake. Their agenda first. When I left... I knew that company with me in, I boosted by 4 million their sales, which was great. It's like fantastic. When I left, it crapped down to below, it was way below 4 million. I had lined up everything. I had created some new things and I was brainstorming with the, uh, the VP of development. We had created something brand new that would have helped the company to diversify but they did not want to give it back to me. So they gave it to somebody else's that was incapable to do it. And that's okay. It's like, it's your choice at the end of the day. Did it get developed? No, it did not. It wasn't developed. Why? Because the leadership in that position was incapable to do it. 
So you have to observe at the end of the day, what are you capable to do? If you need some help, and I will say it in leadership, you always need to have somebody to mentor you or coach you. Because as your responsibility is, people underneath will respond to you. And how they respond to you will set the pace of the success. So if you're running your company or your team as is a ward, we're in jail. Well, this is not a pleasant ride. You're not going to keep the key people that you need. The good people who can help you even attract the right people into your team and continue to succeed and help the company. They're all going to jump the boat. They're not going to be happy. They're not going to perform very well. Even yourself going to feel it. Even yourself going to feel frustrated. But they have to have a transformation happening to you in order to lead and empower people. You have to inspire people and all of them. Again, I never made a difference when I was in leadership position uh, in other companies. I never made a difference who you were. I don't need the political things because for me, political things is nice, but it's boring. I like to talk to everybody, even individuals you don't feel connected with. They always can bring you something to the table, a solution that other might not have. Communication is the key. And applying this, what you do at work, then it will transfer automatically to what you do at home as well. It's not only at work. So leadership, it's on our own life too. You can ask yourself, okay, I mean, am I in a lead, am I in a leading leadership position? Am I in a, in a seat, in a driver's seat? Am I the one to do it or am I giving my power to others? Or am I an observer in my life and let the outer condition just dictate my life left and right? What do I want to accomplish in my life? Set up your own goals, your own dreams. Set up your intention in the morning. What do I want to accomplish today? Do I want a peaceful day? Do I want a joyful day? Or do I want a day from hell where it's chaos? Well, I don't want to invite chaos in my life. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to have a peaceful day and a great day and a day full of opportunities. Opportunities coming left and right. Opportunities that's going to guide me somewhere that's going to inspire me. What are my goals? What do I have in my little groceries list? Like I love to call it my groceries list lately put in. Am I planning for vacation? Do I want to maybe change my car? Um, am I planning fill out the blank and just start to work on it? Mind my own business, take care of my field of dreams and learn more about myself. Maybe I need to learn more about myself. So I'm going to do something that a little crazy. I'm going to go into the unknown and discover what I can do. Maybe I'm going to start something new. Maybe I'm going to start my own business. Maybe I'm going to start uh, to take classes. Expanding ourselves. Because we have so many facets in, within us that we are not the one-trick pony. We are not. Being a leader is being a leader in our own life first. And if you have children, you inspire your children to do the same when they see you because they see everything there. Even if you think they don't, they do. They see everything. They will emulate you on what you're doing. Maybe they will put a little bit of sprinkle in their own sauce in there, but they will be emulating you. So, you know, thinking about leadership, 
Think about those little ones who are watching you and just emulating you. Is it what you want them to become or is it somebody or you want them to be more inspired, to be more visionary, do their own thing? If it's the case, then start to do your own thing too. Live your life, be present in your life and decide what you want to do. Leadership is what we do every day. It's not only if you're behind a desk and you have a title. No, it's every single day. It's at home or at work. So how do you transform all of this? Because many companies do not provide coaches and mentors. They don't, or they don't even think about it, or they give you a training that, that is not fit for you. They give you a generic thing and say, this is how you do your job. This is how, you know, you had to talk to them, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But maybe what they got is a little bit obsolete. So it's reaching out and finding classes, finding somebody that can help you. Because sometimes we cannot do it by ourselves. We need a little support. And during that time of transformation, like I was speaking with Ross, so my friend Ross, again, no, I'm mentioning Ross, uh, hopefully he will join us soon on, um, on the app because I talked to him about the app and told him I was live. So I think one day I'm going to do, uh, get him as a, um, as a host because really understanding what leadership means can really resonate with everybody. But you need the people to show you as well. And it's not, you know, being offended as a whole, well, this is how I do things. It's like, no, modify a few things. How do you respond to people? What is your attitude toward your own self? Because it's a time of transformation. Regardless what you think about leadership and you said, well, I'm going to take a classes, it's going to impact you personally. And that's what it has to be at the beginning. It has to come from you. It's not because somebody is telling you to change the way you approach or your delivery that it only applies at work. It applies in your life. And that transformation starts when you sit down with a coach and go and do the training. It's essential to be a good leader. You need to be open to listen to the feedback. The worst part you got as a leader is when somebody is telling you it is not working. You are not listening. The direction we're heading is not going to work. What do you do? Oh, I've seen too many of them continue straight down and hit the wall. Instead, then step back and said, okay, the idea I've got is not working. So what can we do to modify it? What can we do to go from point A to B and do that little curve for us to be able to reach it? Those are simple questions and people don't want to hear about it because they're like, it's your problem. You need to resolve it. And I don't want to hear whatever it's how it has to be. Being flexible and going with the flow, learning to go with the flow is a great way to learn leadership because it shows you that when you go into the flow of the universe, I'm talking, is that you're not in control of anything. All right. You're there and you're going to adapt to the situation. And that's what a leadership is all about. It's taking that boat in that raging river that is the company. And learn to navigate the obstacles. Because if everything was honky-dory like a flat highway, oh, wow, that would be awesome. But it's never happening. You're always going to encounter some uh, detours and challengers. And you're going to have to figure it out outside of the box. When you become flexible and learning all of this, that's why your leadership starts to be more relaxed. Because you know when you're going to start the projects, you're going to find your product at the end. 
maybe the product you had at the beginning is going to be slightly modified based on the um, on the user experience, based on how can we design this in a way that is sustainable and we can it pro we can mass produce very quickly, so the, we can flood the market very quickly. You have to be open minded. So when you're doing this, then you can approach situation by opening the flow and the gate of communication for others to join in. Again, having a vision is one thing. Being able to empower yourself in doing it is the next step. But if you're unable to open yourself up and see that maybe, you know, I got an idea, I got a vision. Now I'm going to let the universe help me, meaning I'm going to help, uh, I'm going to have people come along the way and help me because we're doing it together. It's not me versus the world. It's we're in together. This is why we work together. And that approach is the same at work. If when you get with your mate, it's not me, I'm dictating everything. It's a two way street. Maybe there is a day I'm going to be more in a leadership and maybe in an hour later, you will be more in a leadership, but it's an exchange and that exchange has to work between everybody because otherwise it's a dictatorship and that is not fun. And dictatorship doesn't work that great either. You know, there were a lot of things that said about uh, Steve Jobs, about how picky he was, how difficult he was to work with. No, because he knew he could do it. He knew he could push his team to what you call it perfection. He knew they could go beyond what they thought they could do. They broke the glass ceiling on everything. And we can do exactly the same. Exactly the same. So leadership is for us being able to look at ourselves and really take an inventory, a full inventory of what are we capable to do today? And can I do it by myself? No, but I'm going to make sure my team is there by my side and I can be fully inspired and inspiring them to participate. I worked, uh, and I said that yesterday, I worked with a great team a uh, year ago, actually. And I, when I came on board as a consulting person, I had no idea what to expect because I never, 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 never put an expectation. I just go with an open mind. I said, we'll see what I'm going to meet. I'll see what the, the, the deal is. We're going to see what the, the entire contract was all about. So I went with an open mind. No expectation of nothing except bring my skill sets and we'll go with the flow. I was amazed to see how people were communicating. I'm like, oh my God, this is refreshing compared to some of the places I've been because the uh, the person on top um, was Jeannie, her name, and that's her real name actually. Jeannie was saying hello to everybody in the morning. Very friendly. You could see it. She really was happy to be there. It was like amazing. I'm like, whoa, this is the first time I see somebody from a leadership position that will walk around and say hello to everybody and seems happy and communicating and door always open. Everybody could come and talk to her. It was amazing. I was like, wow, this is cool. Then when we started a project that they landed, well, somebody else was supposed to do some stuff in there and during the processes, but basically it ended up that whatever they, they had, they was passed it on. It was absolutely chaos. 
during that time of chaos, they could have turned nasty. They could have get stressed out. They could have been just responding in a negative way. Instead, they let everybody, including me, who was a consulting person, talk. Amazing. And they were listening. Whoa. And they were even taking some of the ideas and make it happen. It was amazing to see this because you don't see this every day. And it was amazing to go through the process, which was, you know, you were finding a solution for the challengers and they're like, oh, cool. Now we're fine. And then five minutes later, there was another issue and another issue. And we were, I'm starting to laugh. I'm like, this is hilarious. I'm like, okay, that never stopped. So we started to laugh about that because you can laugh or you can start to cry. I'm like, no, we're going to start to laugh because at this point, it's so stressful that I need to laugh. We need to relax here. At the end, I gave them an entire process and stuff, an entire roadmap. And I said, you know, this is what I see. Do whatever you want to do with it. But I give you this because I think it's essential for you to see those questions. And I had a ton of questions and I added in there too for them to think about when they were going through the process mapping, the roadmap. Then they called me back uh, at the end of last year and say, hey, can you come back on board for a couple of months? We need you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, I'm excited. It's like going back to my little family and having fun. Well, guess what? In less than eight months, they turned the entire process they were in to something absolutely amazing. I was shocked how far they went with it and what they'd done in eight months. Why? Because of the leadership. Why? Because of the collaboration and the communication. Why? Because they took those feedback and made it their own. Make it their own spice, their own sauce. They made it their own. When I left earlier this year, after I was done with those guys, I did thank them. And I, I wrote down some stuff and they had that, uh, uh, <laughs> even brought uh, Josh and uh, Jenny to tears because to me, it was beautiful how they managed everything. And it's very unique to see this. It's empowering to say, whoa, if I had to be a permanent, I will work for those guys. Why? Because they had that open mind, that true leadership, understanding that, hey, we have a project. It's an entire mess, but we're going to go with the flow and we're going to figure out all of us on our own and explaining Hey, we get pounded by, by upper management. They want more things for us to do this, this, and that. How can we resolve this? Do we have a solution? Being open, open just to communicate. When you communicate with people, you give them a better approach because they feel part of the team. They don't feel like most of the company do that. They are trickling down some specific information because somehow they might have the secret to go to Fork Knox and drop the gold. And you're like, we're not at Fork Knox here. So why don't you communicate all of the information or instead then distilling what you think is essential? Where you're open and transparent to the team you're working with, you get better results. Uh, the company I talked about previous to uh, this one started to be open. And all of a sudden when leadership, they put bad um, the wrong people, not the bad. I'm going to course correct myself on this one. The wrong people in leadership, they stopped to communicate. So it became like secretive. And you're like, well, that company doesn't make gold. No. Are we going to Fork Knox? No. 
so communicate with everybody and they did not because they became secret secretive and i'm like well if you don't explain a lot of things to people then you're not inspiring trust and respect you don't you start starting to distill something else and the company is not communicating any, anymore there is a break into the communication between the leadership and everybody else's and that's not a good way to do things it's like going into in a company and i always do that and have a, a, your um your playbook and people are trying to put square into circles you will fail understanding how a company works understanding how things are happening helps you because you adapt to it what you do you elevate that company to the next level that's the success the sauce to be successful in leadership is picking it up where it is and move it up not changing it because and a lot of ceo do that and i don't understand that because for me it's ridiculous i think it's an ego things i have seen too many uh, ceo coming in uh, companies brand new they decide to destroy everything i want to do it my way okay you spend more time and money to do this and at the end it might not work instead then pick it up from the previous person and said okay we're going to modify this 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 and this and we're going to continue but i'm going to start to shift it in a way that doesn't disrupt everything and put everything into chaos that's what it's all about it's not about oh but my legacy i want to build something i want my own picture here i want to do this and that and like well if you do that you're going to disrupt everything and you're going to create a chaos that might not be working very well for your customers and not for your, your employees either at the end of the day looking at elevate that's what i do i clean up chaos i fixed chaos but i don't reinvent the wheel i picked up where they are and move them up to the next level leadership is being able to do that it's not about i want my name and there i want my legacy because you know it's all about me no 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 you are the service you become the servant to your team your legacy is to empower everybody else's breaking the glass ceiling for everyone inspiring others maybe some of those individuals will maybe become a leader later on for this company you're in or a different company inspire them and show them how it is done so they can take that and make it their own but most of the time we don't want to teach people that because if we do then we are afraid they're going to take our job and that's again the ego speaking so you know i'm not teaching you anything because you know i'm afraid you know i'm too paranoid about but you got the position so what do i care i'm here to be inspired i'm here to do my work to maybe you could ease my work because there is some days i need your help but you're not available because you don't want to help because you're too afraid or you better to be telling me what i'm supposed to do instead than said oh how can i help you to get it done how can i help you to make your job easier maybe i don't have the solution but i will be honest with you i said maybe i don't have the solution right now right now but i'm taking note of it and see what i can do later on if something is not feasible right away then i'm going to tell you i want to keep it in mind in a back burner and see because 
maybe later on down the road, somebody has a better way to do things and I'm going to help you to connect with that person. Or maybe we're going to change the software in a company that will ease your job. You're not going to lose your job. We're going to ease your job. So you're going to do something else. Leadership is essential for everybody to understand. The cancer always starts at the top. But there is no, that's not true, but I'm going to use that. There is no bad employees, meaning you can inspire people to do something. Maybe they want to work maybe 20% of the time and they want to be by the water cooler half of the time. Okay, but you can inspire them to do something else in the meantime, giving them something that will empower them. So we have to look at how do we communicate? How do we deliver messages? And yes, not everybody is a good uh, speaker. Nobody is, uh, you know, do speaking engagement or will do their podcast or will do something with, you know, allow us to be, you know, a trainer, do something that will, you know, empower others. So we have to learn that. There is no shame to it. We can go back and take classes if we're 60 years old. Who cares? It's a learning. It's part of our development. So as a leader, we should be more aware to take and be approached by other mentors and coaches that can teach us and show us how to change our behavior and patterns. And when you do this at work, and you're doing this at home as well, because guess what? It's impacting our life all the way around. So for people to, you know, assuming, or I want the title because I deserve it, to, well, do I really need some help when I'm in that position? What do I need to help me to succeed in a leadership position? And not being afraid to hear the feedback. Because how many leaders, and I do know, and I'm talking CEO and president of company, who do not want to hear anything because it's my company, I do whatever I want, and I'm like, yeah, but here's the deal. Your company is yawning to expand, but right now you're the one who's blocking it. So do you want to stay small or do you want to expand so people can benefit from your product? What would it be? You know, making money is great. Your goal to make 20 million in 2020, awesome. But you're not going to reach it. If the way you behave is still the same, the old days are gone. Now we need to be doing other things that has to be adaptable to where we are today. It doesn't mean you have to have a red carpet for everybody, but it means that we need to be open to communicate with everybody. Take the time to hear one another. And as I said, people have ideas that can help your team, your company to expand. And is the question is, are we willing to do it? Are we willing to embrace who we truly are. Are we willing to really look at ourselves and just say, well, you know what? Today is a great day. Today is not a good day. I don't know how to communicate to this with these individuals. I don't understand why when I'm communicating with others, it is not working the way I want it, or I cannot formulate it in a way that will be positively impacting people. When you're capable to ask yourself all of those questions, this is where you're transforming yourself because you're already starting to see that how you're doing things, it's not the best one. It's okay. 
but it can be improved. And the game is how can I continue to evolve? Because we're changing every single day. We're changing and evolving every single day. Our life are on our other condition always are changing and evolving as well. Being a good leader is being a good student of life and recognize our weaknesses where we need help. And a weakness is not a bad thing. A weakness is an opportunity for us to improve. That's why you have to see it. And sometimes we take some hasty decision based on a fear. So the question is, am I grounded enough to take decision? Am I grounded enough to hear somebody talking to me? Am I grounded enough to, to inspire people? Am I grounded enough to, to be present right here, right now with people, even with my family? Are we grounded enough to realize that maybe I wanted that leadership position and I'm realizing I'm miserable. I am unhappy. Why? Because it's not for me. I tried it, but it doesn't inspire me at all. I rather do the B work where I am more happy than being in a leadership position. You know, having a title is cute and nice, but you know what? It doesn't remove the pain I have in my back every day. No. Leadership is being able to lead our lives. Not only the, you know, when if you take care of a team or of a company, but it's leading my own life and making the right decision and, and recognized it. Recognized where I'm accountable for my actions and what I say. I'm accountable that if I have a good day and I'm doing a good thing, I'm good. But if I don't, then I'm accountable to recognize, well, that wasn't the best decision. I need to learn from that life lessons. I need to learn from that lessons and not continue to do the same thing all over again. So decisions are made and leadership, and that's to me, I don't know, it's maybe one of my higher standards, is be accountable. Be accountable of decision-making. And not blaming everybody else's because how often have you heard people taking decisions because they're all excited, they want to be promoted, they want this and that, and they end up to basically, basically, you know, stunk it. But they're going to find somebody else's to take the blame. As a leader, you step up to the plate. You're the one who's going to get the hit first. Even if you made a mistake or somebody in your team made a mistake, you don't throw them under the bus. You take it. Then you have further down a conversation with somebody else's and have a conversation later on and just say, okay, we sat down the project we're in, somehow over the rainbow, this did not work. What happened? Why were you not telling me that that will not be delivered on time? You do it behind doors. You don't expose it. You don't treat the person and try to take them down or even, you know, justifying why it happened. You just take it. And you walk away and you say, like, okay, yeah, that's me. That's my fault because I'm leading the team, actually. So I am responsible for it. Then later on, deal with your team and open the channel of communication, making sure that, okay, this, this person did not communicate. That's mean. I need to keep an eye closer on that person because that person is not going to deliver it, but it's not going to tell me either. 
So I'm going to keep a tab a little closer on that person, making sure that everything they're doing, then they are on track. That's how it works. Leadership is being accountable and responsible. Like here, we are in wisdom. So being a top mentor for me, the responsibility I have is delivering message from the universe. It's not thinking I'm, oh, I'm above everybody. I'm like, no, leadership is not that. It's being able to mentor and give the word of wisdom. Maybe some reading like I do with Sammy on the sea show, but being able to, you know, deliver something that will empower somebody, that will give them that extra little push, extra little love to just say, hey, I can do that too. I can be a leader. I can start my own business. Even if my ego is telling me, you're not capable to do it. You don't have the money. You don't have this, this and that. And like, no, 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 no. Ignore all of this. Ignore every single thing your ego is saying. And go on a journey of self-discovery. Surround yourself with people that will help you. If you don't know who, ask the universe. Just ask. Okay, universe. Need your help because I need a coach. I need somebody to help me to fill out the blank. And guess what? Perfect synchronicity will come and deliver that person for you. That's how it works. Ask the questions. Even as a leader, we don't have all of the answers. God, if I had all of the answers, well, I do kind of, because when I connect with the universe, I get the answers. But if I do it by myself, I don't have the answers. I don't have all of the answers at all. I'm just going on a journey of self-discovery. I am going with the flow. And whatever comes along the way, it's whatever comes along the way. And that's what it's all about. When I was working in corporate, um, I always surround myself with people who had and still have the knowledge. So when I did a long time ago, uh, surround myself and I needed to deliver actually an intranet website, not internet, but intra, so intercompany. I developed something that looks like exactly like an internet web page. Beautiful, but with a lot of knowledge. I did I do it by myself? Absolutely not. I had somebody who designed it. I had other people with the help of other people who gather information. And at the end, before it was launched, I sent it, because this one was for Asia Pacific, I sent it to Asia Pacific RIM for them to give me their feedback. And trust me, some of those individuals will not give it to you in a nice way. They were pretty direct, pretty sharp, and I needed that. And luckily for me, because the way we did it passed everybody else's standard, but it's getting the feedback. That's what leadership is about. It's about, okay, surrounding myself to people who have the skill sets. Because I cannot do it by myself. I'm like a chef in a kitchen. I need people to surround me. I need other cook to help me to do what I need to do and deliver it. That's what it's all about. And get the feedback. Maybe something is not that great. Well, I need to modify it. And I'm going to modify it to the way it's more appropriate and more standardized. And it's better. It's not all about me. I remove myself from the equation. I'm bringing the, the, the people together. I am the bridge between everything. And we're going to do something and work together and Either. It sounds simple, 
But if you think about it and how you're inspiring yourself and others, you can create miracles. You can create things that you will never believe. You can push even an idea to something is even better. And you're like, holy crap, I would have never thought at the beginning when I started that project that it will be delivered in such a good way. And the consumer will be happy. It is amazing to do that, but you need to realize you're a facilitator, you're a servant, you're at service of others, you're there to ease the obstacles. So finding maybe uh, a way to uh, connect with other group, finding solutions where maybe we need more help and we don't get it. So it's your problem to go and negotiate with upper management to get it. Being able to maybe uh, um, start a new sprint because the one you're in uh, for that milestone is not working yet. So it needs to be on hold because there is something else that needs to happen beforehand. Being able to renegotiate, shifting, keeping everything in, in, on track. That's what you do. Be at the service. It's not being a maid. Like people say, well, if I'm a service, you know, I'm, an, I'm a VP, I'm a CEO. Well, it doesn't matter who you are with your title. It's be at the surface of the people that can achieve that. The way in a positive way. It is an amazing journey. A journey of a thousand. And we can all accomplish that in a leadership position when we have what we need. So I need to cut myself short right now because I have somebody at the door that I see. <laughs> so... I'm going to probably talk back on part two for this one. Um, but right now I have somebody at the door, so I have to go and answer the door. I will talk to you later maybe, and continue with the leadership. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>